All righty. Cheers, we're live. Cheers. Cheers. All right. <laughs> I guess that's because we were messing around with the thing earlier. Yeah, we were trying to test out the sound effects. And uh, if anybody has uh, mixer skills, yeah, it's the Zoom Live Track L8. We want to try to add sound effects and stuff so we could do it during the show and learn how to maybe record people as they're talking so we could loop things back. It'd be funny. Yeah, we're trying to make it as entertaining as possible. So if anybody knows how to do any of that, <laughs> hit us up so we don't have to learn from scratch. <laughs> please, please do. Please reach out. Uh, so, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's ask it's the actually, audience. Uh, anybody uh, tuning in? Uh, I, let's look at the comments. Right. Hello. We got three Can people watching. Us? Yes. No, I have six, actually. Okay. I have six. There you go. Woohoo. Woohoo. And then who, who do we have on stage? So we have... Hi, Paul. Hi there. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Um, so we have... Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. My... My raid? My ride? Myriad. Myriad. <laughs> completely. <incredible>. Myriad. <laughs> yeah. it, it is spelt a little bit differently. We, we had two reasons for that one is because we're based in quebec and you need to have a french uh company name okay. and the second one is just we figured that having a word that is in a language that less people speak would probably let us buy a domain name cheaper right right which right ended up being true so it worked out yeah it's good for better for trademarking well yeah. i guess that's cool um, cool so uh yeah you want to give us a a brief history we want to yeah. talk. Um, I mean, I could do the brief and I could do the not so brief. I <laughs> with this format, I, I have the opportunity to be not so brief and I love talking. Right. Well, yeah, um, no, 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 yeah. Go, go for it. Because yeah, I mean, you, you reached yeah. out to us, we were interested yeah. in it, but we didn't really get it. So, yeah, totally. Well, I know um, we even talked about, you know, just being transparent with the community, maybe even potentially doing a sponsorship or something. Yeah. But we thought the best, we, we, we like, choosing selecting products services that are really aligned with what we think is the ethos of the monero community mm -hmm. so we're trying to be very selective so no offense no we just don't know much about your product yeah. so we thought best way to learn about it if you come on here mm -hmm. uh and then the community can can even see you as you're talking about it and they can ask questions ask questions and all that stuff so please i mean that's totally fair especially considering like i've been watching monero talk for years at this point and you guys have never heard of me so it, it brings the thing closer to a balance. Um, yeah, so uh, I got involved. Well, I mean, I heard about crypto in like 2013 on like 4chan, but I got involved more in, into crypto in around the 2017 peak. Um, and my partner's dad actually said like, uh, we have these extra servers at his office. Like, why don't you guys mine with it? So I figured, okay, cool. Like what? what coins could I mine? And at the time, Monero actually was still on CryptoNote. It wasn't on RandomX. So okay. that was one of our options. There were a couple of other options. And we looked around mining pools and we noticed that everything was sort of, uh, you earn what you mine, which totally fair, right? If you have a higher strength PC connected to the network versus someone else, then you deserve more of the, the rewards. Mm -hmm. So we figured, okay, so like the history of mining went from like solo mining only, mining pools, and it's, which makes sense and then well why isn't there something where you can stand to win a portion of the block reward 
and also earn consistent earnings. So something between solo mining with the huge rewards and uh, pool mining where you earn pennies a day or maybe a dollar or two a day. So we came up with the idea and we thought, okay, someone's already obviously doing this. Like this has to exist. So let's look around so that we can mine towards that. We looked for about a month part-time and we found nothing close to it. So we're like, oh, it can't be that hard to make. Why don't we just do it ourselves? And as it turns out, it's really hard to make. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could not do it ourselves at all. Uh, so, so we were just like, okay, um, why don't we just go for this, right? Like spend our free time. We both enjoy crypto. Um, and as I've looked into it more and more over the years, I'm sort of just all Monero. Um, and why don't we just take this to its natural conclusion, like build it ourselves so that we can use it ourselves, right? Because if you're not building something that you yourself would want to enjoy, there's no point in building it. Um, so we did a fundraise round. We hired a couple of people. Um, and now oh, we found you guys raise funds from... Uh, with a lot of pain, um, <laughs> actually all of our, all of our fundraise ended up being friends and family and yeah. all the people that raised funny enough, all work in the traditional banking sector. Um, and in Canada, they are not crypto friendly. So it's really funny seeing these people who work at these institutions that'll close your account if you say you're anything regarding crypto, mm -hmm. but they themselves are invested in a project that's based on Monero of all cryptos. Were they, did they get the concepts? I mean, did they get, um, the I think at the beginning, they just trusted us, okay. uh, my partner and I. Um, but after a couple of like late night drunk ramblings where I actually brought a whiteboard to our friend's house one time, uh, trying to explain how mining works and how crypto works in general, I think they at this point have a deeper understanding of how it works. And some of them actually mine because of that, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, we raised the funds. We built it part-time all while we were because we're students or we were students we graduated mm -hmm. um part-time weekends nights we hired a developer off of a hiring site that actually ended up becoming essentially a partner uh because of the amount of work that he does um and at this point yeah we finally launched and the pool itself all it is for those who don't know is it's a traditional mining pool and you could select being 100% Monero if you want. Okay. Uh, and the, the fee right now is 0% if you want to do PP and it's PPS, meaning every block you mine towards, regardless of if the pool earns a block or not, you get paid out. Um, or you could do fortune mining, which means you earn mining credits and it's proportional based off of how much you mine. And you could enter those mining credits into Monero drawings. Huh. Uh, and you could win like, I think our lowest is a dollar worth to up to one full XMR. Cool, man. So is it is it uh is it being used? Is it growing? Yeah, I mean we have twelve hundred users last time I checked. The problem right now is converting users into miners. Uh, it's kind of a difficult process, especially since we're trying to target more so gamers and people that don't mine regularly. Mm -hmm. But even with um, text tutorials, uh, YouTube tutorials, trying to simplify it as much as we can, it's still kind of a complicated process. And we want to say Monero people in the future with the desktop app, it's definitely gamers. I mean, these are the guys with the AMD Ryzen 9 3600Xs, right? Like these are the people with uh, pretty much Monero ASICs, if you could consider it that, right? Mm -hmm. Like these are the things where per watt, they're probably one of the most efficient chips to mine on.
mm-hmm. and they're just gaming CPUs, right? One, right? one CPU, one vote. So it has that like Monero ethos in it, the crypto ethos in it. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, so if we could get those guys on board and mining, then we have a pretty good chance of further securing the network. And the idea being why why are they more likely to use your pool versus the other one? Just because you're saying it has that lottery incentive as well. So there's should- that. There's easier onboarding, and we actually uh, last month secured a partnership with uh, a gift card provider, so we could have Steam gift cards as well as Monero. So they'd be mining oh. Monero, but instead of mm-hmm. earning Monero, which they may or may not like, they could just directly earn a gift card to a gaming platform. Cool, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. It's it's something that we wanted ourselves and we use it every day, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I never I never mind actually, never Mm -hmm. got into that. Uh I'm just more interested in you know, the kind of the game theory behind Monero and like the impact it could have and understanding it on that level. But uh Actually uh, like actually we we try we me and Brian we built a miner. Well, he did it. I didn't. Yeah, do I it. think he did it. <laughs> I just yeah, funded it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then we never really, we never really used it. That was back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, the more people we could get on, I think it's great to be that people are working on ideas in this area, basically trying to make mining more user friendly and just making it something that everybody does. Yeah. So any any anything that pushes pushes us towards that direction of one CPU, one vote. Yeah, is is awesome. You have any other ideas around that concept, like yeah. or the general uh, concept, like other incentives that could be had or things that could be done to make mining uh, more universal? I think one thing that we did that was a huge thing from the beginning, and it was actually a friend of mine that suggested it, was um, because we have a user sign up, and instead of it just being like traditional pools where you have to make a wallet use your wallet address to point the hashes that you donate to the pool towards your account on their site. Uh, we just made straight up email password. Um, and every account that signs up gets something called a UUID, which is a unique user identifier. And our pool was actually set up in a way where we use that specific code to your account to point towards you um, instead of a wallet address. That way we could keep it so that the diff- one of the difficult parts of mining, which is setting up a wallet, was pushed more towards the end where you might want to withdraw. And we actually have uh, tutorials, we have blog posts um, setting up a wallet address to make sure that people actually can withdraw. Um, so like that is was a huge thing, I think, which a huge barrier to entry is having a wallet address. So remove that, allow people to mine with just their email and password. And I think that helps, as well as making the mining intraday fun. So, um, we're thinking of something in the future, which might be interesting is set up sort of like levels, you know, like experience points. And then the more experience points you get, the higher level you get, the higher level, like level 50 to 51, you get some mining credits because of that thing. And it, it helps you like stay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the more shares you give to the, to the pool, which is the way that you group your hashes together, uh, the more XP you get and the more XP you get, the higher level you get. Um, and it's sort of like you can track your progress as you go on the desktop app. Like, let's say I've been mining for 10 hours versus 20 hours. You'll see that progress. Right, right, right. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, if anybody has any questions, throw them at us. If anybody um, has used it, let us know. There's a guy from 
uh, Twitter, James six zero four. He was he said he wasn't he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to to see the stream, but he asked. I was wondering what what was Myrids. Um, Myriads. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Last time, Myriads profit structure is. Yeah. So um, money keeping percentage of mind XMR from for themselves, etc. So that mm -hmm. was the question. Very good question. So uh, we actually have it on our FAQ. It goes really in detail. Um, oh, and by the way, I, I just I wanted to mention this. Um, our code is all open source. We sort of rewrote a lot of the um, the the pool from the ground up. Uh, we based it on JT. JT Grassy's um, Monero mining pool. Oh, cool. um, it's all on our GitHub. If you want to see our GitHub, you just go down to the footer of our website and we have a little GitHub link. Um, but uh, in the FAQ, so the way that we have it set up is right now we have a 0% profit off of direct Monero mining. And you can select your Monero mining um, on a slider on your homepage between mining credits, either 100% or Monero 100% or something in between. It's at intervals of 10. Um, so for Monero mining straight up, 0%. Because the idea is that in the future, um, we want to have gamers. Gamers might not necessarily mine Monero. So that's a little thing for the Monero community that we sort of want to keep either at 0% or like 0.9%, something really low. Um, for the, the mining credits specifically, uh, we have publicly on our API a 5% fee. But that's kind of difficult to quantify because the way that we make money is actually when a drawing fills up and the value of the mining credits in that drawing is about equivalent to the drawing uh the monero that we're giving away then we have a 24-hour countdown where people could still buy tickets and during that time that's us making profit so mm. we wanted to estimate it at about five percent but it could be wildly different depending on the user behavior but like we have no control over that interesting is anybody um one of the things we were we never pursued but we almost did was uh selling uh basically gift cards so people can redeem Monero. Um and then there was the concern here in New York that you know it'd be difficult to do with the money uh you know might be considered a money transmitter, mm -hmm. uh things like that. Um so one of the ideas was selling cards and said that give you uh, essentially mining credits. Yeah, I don't, mining I know credits. It's, it's, but at the end of the day, it's basically you're just getting, you know, a percentage of a, a payout or, you know, you're buying maybe some uh, some amount of mining. You know, if you get what I'm saying, I mean, basically, I think so. you're, you're, you're like getting you just buy the workaround. I mean, it's it's pretty. Um, yeah. Um, there was actually something similar to that. It was, uh, uh, it's actually really embarrassing because my partner's father-in-law was the, uh, the founder of it. I forget what it's called. It was really popular a couple of years ago. Um, essentially what you would do is you could go to a gas station, you could buy these coin, uh, these cards and you could use them to fund accounts for okay. crypto. Um, I just forget what they're called. Yeah, no, there's ones that do it for you mean you're saying you're just redeeming crypto. Right? You're yeah, but they would have they had like a go around on the back end. So like for okay. the user's perspective, it was just as if you bought crypto. Right. But right. on the back end there was like a, a go around that would allow them to pass by some some uh regulation. Right. And right, right. Th at the time that they were really popular, um they were used in Australia, they were used in the US, Canada. Mm -hmm. Um 
but yeah, like those, it, it seems like a very viable business model, especially if you're trying to get past some nosy regulators. And if you want to say anything about regulators is that they're sort of like 10 steps behind. So by the time they get to whatever it is you're doing, like enough people have used it to make it worthwhile. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. We, we might just, we might look into it again. Uh, not that, but just the traditional, just gift cards for Monero. There might, mm -hmm. it might not be as uh, difficult as we, as we thought. The gray area. Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we got a lot of other things going. So yeah, a lot of things, but, uh, <laughs> but I know Vic is interested in it too. He's, he was always talking about that, you know, because I mean, the, the dream would be if it's like integrated into cake. Oh, that'd be amazing. You know, you have, you go to your local bodega, you buy a Monero gift card, you know, and you redeem it on the spot with your cake wallet. That'd be awesome. Basically, a, a way to get Monero for cash, which is, you know, the goal, the, the dream. dream. Yeah. It's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who, who else uh, we got on? Well, I well, oh. uh, do you want to do like a screen share of uh, your website just so you can? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, do that. Um, so you can so show. Yeah. I would do it, but I mean, it makes sense for you to do it. Just go through it. Okay. Stream one. Allow. Can you? Oh yeah, I can yeah. add it to the stream. Is it working? Yep. I just gotta add it. Okay, Perfect. there you go. There you go. All right. So um, a little. This is just like a the user dashboard. So when you sign into your account, this is what you'll see. Um, over here, you can change your allocation. So right now I'm personally mining 80% mining credits, 20% direct Monero. You could change it to whatever you want within here and it'll take effect the next block. Uh, here, this is the pool hash rate. The only thing is that this updates every single block. So even if a block takes like 10 seconds, it'll only count that 10 seconds worth of mining. So right now we have 36,000 hashes, which is nothing, but that's probably because the most recent block was really short. Um, your average hash rate for the past 24 hours, historical metrics, your mining credits, your Monero balance. Uh, so uh, every account comes with a minor number and this is, this comes into play when you go to the game room. So this is where you would purchase tickets for each of these specific sweepstakes. Um, it's fairly simple enough. You just go in here let's say I want to buy three tickets, confirm your purchase. It subtracts from your mining credit balance. Uh, and it goes into here and you could see all of what you've bought down here. So you can see the number of tickets, uh, which drawing you've put them into. So this one's a Ruby, uh, put 31 tickets. The prize amount is this and the winner, it doesn't show because it hasn't finished yet. Uh, but you could go into the expired ones and we want to organize this better, but, uh, you'll see all of the past winners by their minor number, right? Unfortunately, like we are kind of doing a fine line type of thing where, um, we want to show that the Monero is actually being won by users and we're not just taking it all for ourselves, but we don't want to like dox people's usernames because people might sign up for an account with the username that they use everywhere without um, knowing that people might see your username. So we decided to go with a minor number. Um, so what I was talking about when something fills up completely, it'll show that uh, it's been fully filled and then the countdown starts. So this one has three hours until it... Uh, finishes and then once it finishes a user a winner will be selected and then their account will be credited automatically with the Monero that they won um, we have a start mining page which uh, you know YouTube tutorials um, 
download the miner the config comes pre-done so you don't have to do anything with the configuration file you just download it drag it in and you're good to go it's already pointing directly to your myriad account and upon first run it actually optimizes itself as best it can to your pc specifically um so we have windows we have linux and these are different versions of xmrig uh we actually have them downloading directly from xmrig's github because uh, I don't see the purpose in us taking off that 1% because I don't know if you know this, but XMRig actually has a 1% donation to, uh, donation to themselves. Um, and they do fantastic work for the entire Monero community. So we just kept that 1% in there. Um, once you've done that, let's say you've mined directly Monero or you've mined enough game room tickets that you've won a drawing. Uh, you can come here to withdraw and put your Monero address. If you don't know, then just go to this uh blog post uh it explains it as best as we can so we have the gui wallet uh, my monero uh cake wallet of course and um Manerujo. Manerujo? took us a while Monero. Um, not as bad as myriad though. yeah i know myriad. That's, i butchered it in the beginning i got it hopefully i don't know uh so yeah we tried to make it as simple as possible oh and also 24 7 support except it's not really 24 7 because we like to sleep sometimes but you <laughs> oh, can uh, message us at any time and we get the notification and we usually answer within a couple seconds so Right now, if I'm just using a you know a standard uh, computer and I do this, what what do I stand to basically potentially mine in terms of return? I'm just uh, trying. To, yeah. So with your with your MacBook. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. Yeah. So somebody uh, run, you know doesn't have special specialized mm -hmm. equipment. So usually MacBooks get. Uh, I'd be surprised if they get to two thousand hash per second, depending on how old they are. Uh, but let's say 2,000 hashes per second. So mm -hmm. you're probably looking at a couple dollars a month. So maybe two or three uh, worth of Monero. But I mean, that's one of the reasons why we decided to do this, right? Because let's be real. How many people are really going to stick with mining for two or three dollars a month? If not right, for right, the fact right, that right. you're securing the network, right? So um, right and now... Still, you... In terms of lottery, how much could I potentially... Mining credits? Uh 5,000 a day mining credits, which you could use to enter into these drawings with the most expensive ticket being 95 mining credits. So it's really dependent on how many of the tickets in the drawing you bought are yours versus other mm -hmm. people's, mm -hmm. right? The, I mean, we, we actually have it for transparency's sake, the exact number of tickets purchased um, before the drawing. So you can do the math on your own. At the end of the day, it comes out to about, like if you were to average it out over time, it comes out to about the same as if you were doing regular mining. But the idea here is that, you know, it's a little bit of excitement. It's a little bit of something to look right. at every single day. Come back to the website, see if you won. If not, like see who did and then maybe try again at a different thing or, or hoard all your mining credits, which is an interesting behavior we've had, we've been seeing is people like to just hoard their mining credits and then spend them all at once <laughs> and, and into like one or two drawings. Um so yeah, I mean, that's the idea is that you can theoretically earn the one Monero reward. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, mean people as... people like to gamble, so yeah. You no, know, it doesn't really make economic limited. sense, right? Because like your your odds are right that you're basically going to end up where you were if you didn't exactly participate. Well, but this is a little bit better than a casino mm -hmm. because <laughs> at least there's no there's no like it's not tilted in our favor. We right. actually don't 
Like we're not participating. Right, right. There's in no advantage right? to the house. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and as long as we stay beneath a thousand, we stay in the sweepstake domain, which was something that a lot of our seed money went towards, which is having lawyers. Um, so the as long as anonymously thousand, selling uh, lotto tickets, Monero lotto tickets. Yeah, as long as there's no value being put into it theoretically, right? Because the way that we calculate mining credits, actually our lawyers had to like review it. Um, and that is, it's, it's a costly process when these guys try to charge like $500 an hour. And then without telling you, um, they'll, they'll be like, oh, I needed an intern to see it. And that intern charges like $60 an hour. It's like, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's All right, cool that, yeah, it's cool that you guys get, how old did you say you were? I'm 23. Oh, wow. Uh, we started this in 2017 the work and then we incorporated in 2019 okay uh so yeah i mean we've been and and i, I gotta say like for me it's kind of a narrow or bust uh well no i shouldn't say that um <laughs> the idea is behind monero because if tomorrow the devs of monero say you know what we've done enough uh it's gonna ossify like bitcoin we're never gonna touch it like uh uh here i'll actually stop sharing my screen yeah, we're never going to touch it anymore. It's perfect the way it is. Um, and then another coin takes up the laurels and, you know, brings us towards digital cash. I'll definitely move towards that coin. You know, right. like I, I'm not I'm not interested. I mean, in that, that's what I say in theory, but geez, I don't know. It'd be so hard. But it would be hard I, with obviously you're like holdings. To, yeah, yeah. The, goal. the goal is to pick the one that's going to actually be digital cash. And right now that's Monero. Like, let's let's be honest Monero, <laughs> i use it day to day I, I we've we've actually because we can't get a bank account and we have tried our best to get a bank account for years um we've just gone fully bankless we've had thankfully some exchanges in canada we've met them personally at the like the ceos and they've been super nice and gracious and they've given us accounts with them um but you know the fact that we don't have a bank account has allowed us to sort of be force us to be creative in the ways that we pay for services so instead of paying it with a visa card we might find a service that's a little bit more expensive but pay for it directly in crypto and with our earnings in crypto we spend crypto so we've become sort of crypto native where mm -hmm. cash is the secondary instead of crypto being the secondary yeah and as awesome. a result of that i think i have sort of a unique perspective on crypto that might be 10 years ahead of my time yeah yes yeah. Because... So are, you, are you thinking of other pro so uh... Outside of this idea, Myriad, are you thinking of other yeah. products and things that make crypto, in particular Monero, more usable for um, daily use? Right now, the only things we have in the pipeline are nodes as a service and a vendor payment system. So mm. uh, we'd obviously have to, for the, for the nodes as a service, it would essentially just be, um, right now it's kind of difficult to run your own node at an industry scale. Uh, mm. And we saw this with our own pool. We had to write code just to run our own nodes stably for... And it took us a long time. Whereas if there was some sort of subscription model service that existed, we would definitely be using that and then eventually migrate into doing it ourselves. Um, so now that we have the code and we are able to spin up nodes like that, we figure why not allow this service to other people? People could pay a monthly fee in Monero. People could pay a monthly fee in their Visa card if they so choose. Um, and they have a node available to them at all times. And then maybe, you know, have a few extra public nodes that are free for anybody to use just mm -hmm. to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. um, that is one thing that we have in the pipeline and that we've actually put a solid uh, amount of thinking towards. The next one's the vendor payment service, which is essentially like, you could think of it like a bank account, pseudo bank account for people that want to accept crypto on their platforms, specifically Monero. 
So we're, it's been kind of a, we've been butting heads internally because I want to stick with Monero because I don't want to deal with all the headaches of other cryptos that are transparent, having to deal with chain analysis and making sure that it's not tainted. Whereas my investors want to uh, maybe branch out a bit into others. And I'm not against that. Even though, you know, Monero is just digital cash, so why not just use the thing that works? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not against branching out. What I am against, though, is the extra work that will be required for those. And, you know, maybe we could have a thing where Monero is heavily discounted to use on our platform. And we just offer other services for Bitcoin or, or Litecoin or Dash or whatever. But and this is essentially like a, like a Globy type thing? or what? Yeah, so like a Globy, but instead of... Uh, like you would have your own dashboard, like a, let's say I'm a shop and someone sends me, me Monero, I would have my own dashboard and through that dashboard, I'd be able to exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wouldn't be an exchange in the sense of me uh, transferring my Monero to Canadian dollars or US dollars because the uh, system found a counterparty for that. Instead, it would just be you directly dealing with us. So sort of like how when you go to a bank and you exchange your, your US for euros, you're exchanging with the bank, not with a third party. It would be sort of the same thing. It'd be a little bit more expensive, but we can guarantee spread or we can guarantee uh, a counterparty. Cool. Yeah, man, I, I like that you're chugging along, spitting out these ideas. <laughs> Keep them going. Um, I mean, do, does anyone on stage have a question or anything? I mean, I guess uh, I know MB was here in the beginning. You want to introduce yourself? Um, I'm just just got all New York. Like data. Introduce yourself. You want to introduce <laughs> yourself? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm basically just a spectator. Listen to the last episode, and everyone was like researchers doing work for Monero and. I'm I'm sitting here. I make memes. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so you're cool. good at them. I could tell. I could see. I can see that from your icon. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you. That's your actual photo. Hello. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so what's going on, man? What what uh? What's on your mind with yeah, regards to Monero? Yeah, what's your Monero story, I guess, usually is what we ask people. Yeah, there you go. MB, what is your... Um, I, I got into crypto a little bit in 2018. I, I bought some ADA at the peak, and then I had fun looking at it being at three cents for three years. And now, recently, I've got back into crypto after the whole GameStop debacle with the trading being halted and i wanted to get out of that rigged system Hmm. yes so and uh monero is your preference yes it's uh i like it the most it's the only cryptocurrency besides the ada from 2018 i hold okay (laughs) where are you from I'm from Germany. It's nearly 3 a.m. Uh, oh, whoa. whoa. Thank you for tuning in. Jeez. Late night. Wow. How's So how's the Monero scene in Germany? We always get, we always see like photos of Monero stickers all around. Yeah, there's surprisingly. Like there. I think Germany has like the most nodes, at least in Europe. And mm-hmm. It's very, uh, like, there's a big community around it, which... Uh, Kind of surprised me. Yeah, definitely get that impression, right? Yeah, totally. 
So that's cool, Matt. Do you ever go to uh, physical meetups over there for Monero? I haven't seen any yet. I saw it was funny on some meetup website. It was the crypto privacy group and they only accepted Bitcoin. So <laughs> yeah, that was Where's kind of that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm running my own node and solo mining. That's basically it. Cool, man. Are you going to go to the Monero conference next year? Right? It's next yeah, year. Yeah, it's right? next year. Yeah. I but it's not, in, is it in Germany? Or, I believe it's, or it's in, in Belgium. You said. No, it's in Belgium. Actually, yeah. Don't I mark thought it was word. in Germany. But I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, it's going to be in that area. Are you, are you, it's are not, you considering going? It's not going to be in Denver. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'll give you that. Be in your side of the pond. Yeah. I haven't heard about that actually yet, so, oh. but it sounds interesting. I might go there. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome when uh, they held it in Dur uh, Denver. Yeah, the Denver one fun. was awesome. It was a lot of fun. We did the whole Casa de Monero. Yes. We should do the Euro style of that. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll pull, <laughs> we'll try to pull that off. <laughs> and then Vegas is coming up. Vegas is coming so up. So we're definitely, last time I think we weren't totally sure, but now we're, we're definitely going. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely going. We're gonna we got our tickets. Got our tickets, hotel we room, hotel. So we're ready. You we're got ready. your vaccine. Yeah. I'm working on it. We're, Not really looking there. forward to getting the vaccine. You'll be fine. You guys, uh, you guys have the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to get back to as normal as quickly as possible. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I was in no rush to get it because I, ha I had COVID, and so it was like. Yeah, well, it's a it seems I like think, more yeah, it's of a of, it doesn't yeah. seem like a smart thing to do. I don't know, but you uh, already had it. Hey, Jonathan, you want to say hello? Oh yeah, yeah. What's up? Hello. Hello. I just wanted you to I, say hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to unmute myself. Uh, oh no, no worries. Uh, prematurely. So yeah. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Good man. How you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Good. Good. Yeah, just, you're just ready. Getting, just getting ready. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let, uh, let's talk about, I guess the fight. Yeah. You have a fight coming up and want to see, this the... is where we need the sound effects. Yeah. 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 It's official now. Yeah. It's uh, August 21st. Guys, was... Really? Uh, I believe, I believe they said the first punch, uh, starts at 6 PM. Oh, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. What, what time is your? Is that going to be your punch? Are you? Is are you throwing the first punch? <laughs> nah, I wish to be honest. I wish I was the first fight because I don't like waiting. Um, but I'll probably be either last, second to last. I think okay. I'm either co co or or main event. What's the name of the venue? Uh, Valley Fight Series. Okay, Valley Fight Series Six. Is that a decent size event? Like, how many people go to that? Um, so last time I was there was September, 2019, and I would probably say there was around, around a thousand, I would say, cool. uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what it's going to be like because of all the COVID and the, the restrictions, but I'm sure there's going right. to be a, a yeah, good amount people of people want to get out. Yeah. People, people want to get out. Yeah. I'm sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, for Gregor fighters, I'm like, it was like jam packed right. or whatever the most oh, yeah. I heard. I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was packed. Like people are so like, how I'm you, ready. <laughs> how you feeling, man? I know we talked to you a few weeks yeah. ago. How you feeling right now? Have you? Oh, uh, honestly, I'm feeling. I'm feeling physically. I'm feeling great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, heard, just, just for those that don't, I didn't watch that other episode where you were on. Just give us a 
a short little like uh oh yeah tell them a little bit yeah, tell about us the deal. about so the you, deal like yeah. who you are and uh, okay yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah just in case if we have new oh, viewers yeah. <laughs> wow uh, new 19 view <laughs> so i'm yeah, i could just yeah sorry my name is jonathan rule uh i'm, I'm 29 years of age uh i started uh training uh martial or muay thai uh jujitsu too so mixed martial arts in uh, uh april 2018 um and honestly i wasn't really to be honest i wasn't really fond of the whole mma community and all that and fighting people it just kind of came to me when i was playing pickup basketball and I went to uh, uh, a training session on, on, on a Saturday and I just kept going, kept going back and yeah, and here we are. I'm just, I just never stopped. And uh, Cake, Cake sponsored you, right? And Oh yeah, yeah, Cake Wallet sponsored you. They sponsor our show yeah. too. Thank it's you, Cake Wallet. We love you. Yeah. We heart you. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. So, is is it nerve wracking when you don't when you're you have to wait for your fight? So you said like it it's first punches at six, and then you don't know when you're going up. That must be pretty nerve. Uh, not not nerve wracking for me. It's uh, I, I get tired. I get tired of waiting. Right. I get tired of just waiting backstage. You just want to go. Yeah, I just want to go. I want to go right now. I'm ready right now. I'm, that's why I'm like, man, we still got a, like a month. Yeah, okay. another <laughs> month. I know. Like, God. I'm and this is what your what number Dean, fight is this? It's like, gonna be uh, my fifth fight. Your fifth? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're ready. You're like, let's just get this over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's fun though. It's it's fun. It's fun being in there. I have a. I have a blast. Have you been doing any serious sparring now that you're getting closer? Or how does I'm, that work? I'm actually about to go spar right after this. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is sparring for those that don't uh, know? Uh, oh. I'm not. Sorry, what was that? Go ahead. Well, it's after your fight's done. Do you stick around and watch the others or you just leave? Go to uh, yeah, normally, yeah, I'll stick around. and I, I love watching them. Um, yeah. But like I said, I'll probably be like one of the last or – the last, um, so, I mean, I'll probably still watch the fights. Like, I'll peek my head out the, the, the <laughs> Crack door. Crack beer. Yeah, I love. <laughs> ready for the fight. Like, like, Tui Voss in the last card, he did a little boot. I don't know if you guys saw that. He, he, uh, he uh, when he won his fight, he hopped on the cage, and then he had a boot with a beer, and then he, he drank the beer out the boot. Wait, who was nice. it? Six times, uh, too. Walking back. Yeah, yeah. What, what was his name? Ty, Ty Tuivasa. Is that how you say it? Something like that. Ty, yeah, he's he's an animal. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 very excited. I don't I don't really watch it. Not just because yeah. I, when I do see it, I'm I'm into it. But then I just never manage to follow it. Or but we're definitely watching yours, 100. percent Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I already told. I have it in my calendar. Get the popcorn going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's I was like, screen. oh, it's like he announced yeah. it. I was like, we have to like. <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll try to stream it or something, and then we'll talk about it. Or yeah, yeah, we could. We'll jump it. on after, and you yeah. can jump on real quick right after the fight <laughs> for five minutes. Oh, that would be yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that God. would actually be really good. Actually, <laughs> you can even have you jump up. No, we don't want to. Ruin it. We yeah, wait, no, before. No, you, you no, need before. No, I, I'll yeah. hop on it before. I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm having fun with this. When I get in there, I'm smiling, having fun. I don't go in there like macho man, like. 
putting on an act. I'm yeah, <laughs> I, I'm down. I'm down with all that. That's hilarious. Uh, someone just asked, "Will Cake Wallet and Monero be advertised during the fight?" So, sorry, what was that? Someone people want to know if you're, yeah. if uh, Cake Wallet's going to be advertised during the fight. During so I guess, the fight, yeah, you're going to be wearing. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, wearing- I'm going to walk out with this shirt. I'm probably going to um, put some some patches on my shorts, my fight shorts as well. Uh, and then, it, it, and probably probably get a hat as well. Um, yeah, we'll see here. It needs some like. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get a banner too, uh, to put behind me before, right before the fight starts. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. or like yeah, Monero and then Cake Wall and I mean whatever else. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if that's you get very like, on your upper back tattoo just like Cake Wall or getmonero.org. <laughs> right. Get my QR code tatted on my. I head. know. That's <laughs> actually not the worst. You can you might make some Monero that way. All right. Yeah, I should do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> Especially if you get like a good photo of you, like you know, knocking somebody out. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Man, that's it. Hey. I might do it. <laughs> you only live once. <laughs> please do tell us and jump on Monerotopia. We'll, we'll, we'll send, as you're we'll doing send some it. tips. We'll send some tips if you do that for sure. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's hilarious. We'll put no pressure though. No, I don't want to be responsible for your. Oh, I got a, I got a poor tattoo choices. I got a gang of dumb tattoos. I got females' names on me. I'll admit it. Yeah. At uh, least, at least with uh, Monero, I got... uh, nobody could go. Go look you up though, right? Like you can't do that with the Bitcoin address, right? and everybody's gonna go check out your. Yeah, account. right. Yeah. Oh, you got this one. Yeah, I mean, exactly. unless you want to flaunt it, maybe people would want to flaunt. It. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. I mean, like I said, yeah, I got I got some dumb tattoos. So. Yeah, yeah. It can't a QR code for Monero isn't can't get much dumber than you know stuff i got right now <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, i was thinking of taking on a tattoo hobby at this stage of my life right, just, good day. <laughs> just out of just, boredom more than you're not boredom but just be fun right right you only live once yeah so fun yeah exactly yeah. well because we were watching the soccer games like, oh, no, guys are the like soccer games. all they're tattooed like, yeah exactly okay. like the euro cup and stuff we were watching i was like whoa they're like full of tattoos and that's where he but it gets old fat you know yeah, Especially then you get, get older, like, though. older yeah. like, you know, not, yeah, not saying, you know, people don't get yeah. fit if they get older, but, you know, then it's yes. just like a bunch of ink all over. They don't age well. Yeah, then the QR code won't scan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then what if your wallet gets stolen? Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that I do. Lots of cons. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump on? Nobody's uh, anybody in the audience. Come on, come on up. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, people were asking about your. I put your Twitter in the chat. Oh yeah, oh, it. Um, and uh, your uh, Eventbrite. Uh, someone asked. Um, oh, he uh, said, "Who is? Uh, how do I bet on this fight?" I mean, <laughs> yeah, somebody's got to set that up, right? Yeah, or, honestly, I, mean, I don't know, side. but that. What's that'd that? Be, that'd be amazing. I mean, he's like all excited. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Yeah, that would be cool. I could, I could uh, honestly, I know people that would do it too. His name yeah. is P. If someone could set that up. That would be awesome. Hey, I had a so I had a question real quick for you, Paul. Um, yeah, you were mentioning something earlier how you could go in with cash and redeem for bit for crypto. Was that yeah. was that called Liberty X? No, but that might be another uh, service that okay. offers the same thing. Okay, that's I'll what I was Google it right now. 
Um, I, I did see some preloaded wallets before. This was like a physical coin with a QR code on it and the private key for it, I think. Yeah, that that might be interesting too. Like, okay, fine, I'm not I'm not selling you Monero, but I am selling you a wallet that may or may not have this exact amount of Monero in it. Like, <laughs> here here are the keys. Right, right. Oh, because I know problem. Liberty X, you can go and pay cash at like CVS or Rite Aid or, or something like that, and they give you a receipt with a pin, and you enter the pin on Liberty X, and they give you Bitcoin. Hmm. Yeah, you're, you're essentially just buying USBs with private keys on them that may or may yeah. not have an amount, of, or they have different amounts of Monero on it. At the end of the day, you just have to trust something. the service. Right? I mean, it's kind of like buying Pokemons or something. They have different value, right? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Well, that's actually the thing is like, I don't know how it is in the US. I haven't done much uh, research into it. But for us um, in Canada, crypto is a commodity. So crypto mm -hmm. is essentially equivalent to like a pair of shoes or a t-shirt. So like you're given a lot of freedoms and there's also a lot of limitations um, because of that association. Um, yeah. And one thing that um, I'll, I'll, I'll try and find the service later. Um, if you want, I could actually like DM you on Twitter uh, if I find it. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about is, is like people, a lot of the FUD around Monero, right, is that it's going to get delisted and that their regulators are going to come for it. But the Bank of Canada and uh, the US as well, like they, they very clearly said that this is something that one follows and is within our regula regulatory framework already because our entire system is built off cash, which is the most anonymous thing. Mm -hmm. And two, in Canada at least, the actual Bank of Canada has done reviews on Monero specifically, or sorry, not specifically, but Monero like Zcash and other privacy coins that aren't actually that private. Um, so they're aware of it and it's gonna the only thing that one thing that i haven't seen anybody talk about and that probably would be the only reason any of these coins become delisted is you will no longer have the government be the lender of last resort and that i think is the biggest thing not uh we don't want our citizens having private digital cash not uh i don't want people being able to buy something without my say so i, I think it's just they're worried about other big corporations being able to lend to failing companies within the country so, so that the country themselves... no, Wait, hold on muted. you're making good points hold... no no i just muted him I don't know. Oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah but back up a little bit that, that was a good point you're making go ahead um so yeah like the, the the biggest thing i've seen in all of these they're called governor general uh uh reviews i think and the biggest point was lender of last resort. And and I've seen it with like companies like uh, an aerospace company in Montreal called Bombardier. Uh, the government comes in once all of their other avenues of earning credit within the country have run out. And let's say they have a due date. I need this much money by this day. The government comes in and says, oh, uh, you guys don't have enough time, enough business days for your wire transfer from your Japanese investors to come through. I guess we can loan you the money on a very short notice. And in return, you have to give me a million dollars for every plane you sell in perpetuity which is a ridiculous thing that no aerospace company would ever accept. But in this situation, like hypothetically, they would accept because it's either that or going bankrupt within a couple of days. Mm -hmm. So now the, the government is a lender of last resort. But with crypto, I don't need to wait for a wire transfer. I don't need to wait for a business day. I don't need to have some guy from Japan come over with a check, uh, fly over on a plane because there's no other way to do it when it's like a weekend or a long weekend or something to save my company from dilution. Right. So now crypto has the ability to transfer wealth borderless 
uh, across borders rather like nothing and and what better to do that than monero where a billion dollar transfer is less than two cents yeah no it's so disruptive in many ways i mean there's there's also the the tax right like so they're concerned about being able to tax it as well yeah and um, i mean i mean how were you guys taxing things before the 80s where everybody was banking digitally right right yeah like I, i'm sure that they won't give that power up easy where they're able to to just go into people's bank account records and and just see the numbers mm-hmm. like they won't give that up easy i'm sure that they, no definitely not i mean they're trying to move they're trying to move in the make it worse right yeah so, cbdc's right exactly like, complete they government. want it to be perfectly trackable at all yeah. times um which I is mean, why they you know some of them are you know see see bitcoin and they're like okay what do we have to be worried about you know this yeah it's just of... doing our job for us but right. instead of just us everybody seeing it um and in that sense like yeah we've kind of at least with bitcoin's case we've kind of lost the point of this whole thing mm-hmm. it seems and and i was late too like i was i i started fully paying attention to the crypto space in 2017 so i the only the last transition i saw went from digital cash to digital gold um and I don't know if you guys remember the schism when they went from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV and all that because they didn't want to increase the block size. Um, so, like, at this point, like, Bitcoin sort of lost what it was supposed to be. And people at the top, especially miners, don't want to give up whatever power they do have earning transaction fees. So, like, I mean, unless something changes drastically, and I hope it does, I, I really do hope that Bitcoin changes, but we're sort of at a point where now, okay, well, that experiment is over, it's done. Instead of trying to like slap rocket boosters to a Model T, why don't we just take this perfectly good spaceship over there? You know, yeah, like, yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. Did you guys see, um, I tweeted out today, the, that what's that guy, Robert? Uh, uh, Kiyowski, Kawasaki, yeah, Kawasaki, yeah. Uh, the rich dad. I only uh, yeah, recently like got into this guy, but apparently has a huge following, or only recently discovered. I remember I knew the book, The Rich Dad. Poor, I never read it, but uh, I didn't know he was like a sensation. Yeah, he's got like two million subs- YouTube subscribers. <laughs> a lot of people really. I mean, he uh, he's an interesting guy. He's he's like a gold bug, but obviously he's getting into crypto now. But he um, he was interviewing Mark Moss. Mark Moss, yeah, who we, we had, had on, on this yeah, show. Yeah, we had on like a month ago. And they were talking about yeah. Mark Moss was basically pitching Bitcoin and how it's it's Bitcoin, it's not crypto. And you know, Robert was into it, and then he like asked him, he's like, "Well, is it basically?" That's the point. He's like, "Well, is it anonymous? Like, is it traceable?" And uh, Rich. His name? Mark, Mark Mark Moss. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mark. Mark Moss kind of. Well, he evaded. He, I wouldn't say evaded. He answered the question, but he basically said, you know, uh, it's pseudonymous and it can be uh, private if you aren't KYC'd on the on ramp and you use it properly. Um, but the fact that this guy went straight to that point, like that's what he's most interested in. He so a lot of people are are slowly arriving at that point. Um, or slowly realizing, you know, that that Bitcoin doesn't have that property. Um, so it's, it's interesting to watch to watch it take place. 
So like, I mean, cause this guy, you know, he, for all we know, he doesn't really know about Monero at all. We're trying to get him on the show. Yeah. But the I, rich dad, poor dad or the, yeah, the, the rich, rich dad, yeah, poor dad. dad. Yeah. We already had Mark Moss. Uh, yeah. We had him on like a was... month ago, maybe. Well, yeah, we're trying. Yeah. But I'd be really curious. I, I have to assume he knows Monero at this point, but I'd be really curious to hear what his uh, take up is on it, given how interested he was in that particular property of crypto. I mean, Daniel Kim said it best, right? Monero is what Bitcoin noobs think they bought when they bought Bitcoin. Like, <laughs> I don't think anybody who's barely heard of crypto goes into it thinking that you can trace the crypto. Uh, that's not even a thought on everybody's anybody's mind. I think everybody's surprised when they learn that. Like I was, I was very surprised. I actually got screwed with a, a, a tainted Bitcoin situation. One of one of our server providers that we sent Bitcoin to, that we got off a of Dex. So like, I guess it's our fault. Um, said, oh, we can't continue hosting you as a client because they tried sending it to their exchange and they got blocked, and then they blocked us from using uh -huh. their service. So then we had to like scramble to find new server hosts that accept crypto that aren't disgustingly expensive. Um, but yeah, like I don't want to play Russian roulette with my money. Every time I receive crypto from someone, I don't want to have to be like, okay, is this tainted? Do I check? Do I pay the fee every time? To, like, why? It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. It's just the, the it's taking so long for that yeah. information to seep out to the marketplace. I mean, because so many people are getting scooped up by the BTC maxis that they're yeah. then closing themselves off to these other ideas and they just want to believe that Bitcoin can be this rather than just realizing that it's currently not digital cash and there is something else that's already doing it. And they just don't want to believe. Well, really, because the number go up. So, yeah. Number up. You know, I, th I think that the bear markets are where where you you see that. I think start to see that change. You know, because people aren't really as deluded as much by the price, so they mm -hmm. start to just like look at look at the tech again. So, we got anybody else that wants to to jump up? No. <clears throat> this guy saying Robert's been into Bitcoin for a while now. He knows damn well it's traceable, but he still tells everyone to buy it. <laughs> Has he mentioned Monero? People that follow him, you know, has he met, has he talked about Monero? I don't think he has. I don't think he's spoken about it. Hopefully, he'll come on the show. Yeah. <clears throat> I've reached out to him like twice already. It'd be better if, if <laughs> I got on his show. I mean, he has two oh, yeah, million, totally. or but, somebody it doesn't I have mean, to be me. Somebody from the Monero community, we get him up there, right, and just have a good discussion. You know, have Daniel Kim up there talking yeah. about it, like. He couldn't possibly walk away from that conversation and not be interested in Monero. Well, he could just spend the whole time saying that you're concerned trolling. Uh, well, uh, from the little I know of the guy, from what I've seen, I don't, I don't have that impression because he's he, he's not a BTC maxi. So he's a guy, you know, he was a gold bug. So he's he's still, I think, even I think he even said in the thing that he doesn't advise people to necessarily invest in bitcoin right now um even though he has some yeah and he likes it but so i think he i think he'd be i think he's open-minded to, to other projects he's a classic it's boomer <laughs> that knows the basics of crypto and bitcoin <clears throat> hasn't been introduced to monero and the importance of fungibility as far as i know from seeing his content yeah 
All right, let's get them there. Get them on. We're trying. We're trying. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing we're trying to do is we talked about this a long time ago, trying to add tequila to gratuitous. So now we're actually going to try to actively pursue this concept. See what we can do. Um, Tip the agave farmers. Yes. Mezcal, right? We want to add mezcal. mezcal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tequila is a type of mezcal, not the other way around. Yes. I'm always confused by that. It's like the scotch whiskey Tequila's thing or the whiskey mezcal. bourbon Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, maybe not so much start our own liquor brand because that would be complicated, but just team up with an existing tequila brand. So we're trying to do that, team up with an existing tequila brand uh, and essentially partner with them and offer the gratuitous service so that their customers can send tips to the people that are you know producing their product so it seems like a win-win for for the brand and it's just a matter of like finding the right one so we're making some headway with that if anybody has any ideas connections let us know any thoughts on that thoughts on other brands that they think we can team up with um but that's something we're focusing on right now so just to send uh, tips as well as purchasing? Yeah, so did the gratuitous thing. So um, right now we sell So we sell coffee. The coffee, yeah. Right? Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, basic idea, you could buy the coffee and then you can send a tip to the Guatemalan farmers where the coffee comes from. So we want to add team, you know, we don't want to be in the, the coffee business necessarily or the tequila business, but we want to offer this gratuitous service where we team up with existing brands uh, and allow them to add the add this to their product, so people can send tips to their producers. Uh, and then you know we'll go, we'll we'll you know tequila. So we'll we'll go down to where the mezcal is coming from, and we'll teach the farmers just like we do with the coffee thing. And uh, you know, obviously, there's going to have to be trust in gratuitous becomes something that you essentially trust as you know, the, the middleman that's actually providing the wallets to, um, you know, the producers behind the products. And then the idea is the brands would, would, would hopefully add, you know, some of them would, would add it because it's really no skin off their back and it looks good for their brand. Uh, and then their producers are happier because they're getting tips. So it's kind of like a win-win, like, why would they not do it? Like if we asked them to do it, they would have to be, you know, it would have to be pretty mean of them to say like, no, we don't, we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to do such a, we thing. don't want them to potentially, it'd be like, you know, if you're proposing a restaurant to add a tip jar and they're like, no, we don't want, you know, we don't want staff tape. <laughs> I don't want my employees to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Nonsense? Yeah, so we're thinking if we approach the right brands, they, we could get some yeses and then it will help grow Monero um, because now people that are, you know, never heard of Monero, maybe they're not into crypto at all. They're drinking their tequila that they like and they're reading the label and they're like, oh, I could send a tip directly to the farmers. Cool. Next thing you know, they're, they're figuring out how to do that. So it could be a good way to help promote Monero in an organic way. Yeah. Especially if it's just an extra little sticker on the products already yeah. exist, right? Exactly. Exactly. No, that, that totally makes sense. I don't know what the business model is going to be on our, on our end because right now, so with the coffee, we, we make money. I mean, we don't make a lot of money off the coffee, really. <laughs> we really are, but it's sustaining the business, mm -hmm. which is, you know, 
there's not too many expenses right now. But that's the business model with that. We sell the coffee. We could add a, you know, add some profit to it. With teaming up with companies, I'm trying to figure out what the business model can be there. Maybe they're just paying us a small fee per month, you know, because it's just good marketing for them. I mean, yeah, you could do like a revenue share affiliate model, right? Mm -hmm. So similar to how you use my promo code when you're purchasing and I get a percentage of whatever the sale is, you mm -hmm. kind of something like that. So like because you're promoting it and they're getting sales they otherwise wouldn't have gotten, why not? Exactly. Cool, guys. Anybody else want to jump up? As someone has a question here. What does Gratuitous do with customer addresses after shipment? Is pers personally identifiable uh, information deleted after shipment? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, we'll just we, we just we ship. haven't really thought about that, yeah, but we, we should we'll start deleting them. Yeah, obviously, we'll if that's a concern. Them. I mean, I don't know how we. He's saying, you know, people that are ordering their their coffee, they don't want us mm -hmm. to be keeping a database everybody that's yeah. ordering so yeah well we, we could um attest to that and do that of course we, we have we have no desire yeah, we, we're not we don't, do we're, we don't want to be in the, the data collecting <laughs> business i swear i like uh, the way that uh, xmr.to so, handled that when they were up and running i actually uh, bothered to read their privacy policy and they said listen we don't want any of your user data but we have to have it for some things we try to scrub it every so often <laughs> right. it's a really good way of going about it because it's just I mean, I, I, I see that firsthand, right? I don't want to deal with any of your user data. It's nothing but a liability yeah. because I'm not selling it. So, like, I, I just, just scrub it every so often. Just yeah, we'll look into a policy for that. I'm sure other people are doing it for other things. Um, maybe even, like, Diego's doing it for his because people, you know, he has an online store. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, come, we'll follow uh, um, We'll come up with a policy or follow one that already exists. Yeah. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, just yeah, obviously, you know, we don't do anything with your data. <laughs> yeah, right you're now. saying not too big concern. I trust you guys. But yeah, we don't, yeah, we we don't even do be it. trust because, yeah. yeah. you know, what if somebody comes to us and says, give me, give us all your data? Yeah, yeah. So it's not about trusting us. It's about us being in a compromising position. So we will try to do that in a way that, uh, you know, I, I don't know how we prove that to everybody. Yeah. But, <clears throat> but. but good point. There's always going to be trust in a third party or centralized service, right? I mean, I don't disagree with like the way that people put it, right? Like eventually a coin is going to have third party services that act as a, like a layer and uh, like layer two or layer three or whatever. And at the end of the day, I'm not opposed to like, and, and this might put me at odds with some of the Monero community, but I'm not opposed to like, let's say the bank that I bank with knowing how much money I have. What I am opposed to is... The guy I just bought five dollars worth of gum from being able to just check when he's bored the wallet address and seeing how much money I have or I've ever had. That's what I'm opposed to. So at a certain point, I think the space will mature to the point where we have those third party services. Some people are going to hate them. Like, I think some people see it as if your coin is being adopted by those centralized services, you've lost. But I mean, it's going to happen regardless where there's money to be made. People are going to make services like that. So, I mean, 100%. it might put you a little bit at odds with the community, but mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Anybody else want to jump on? It's still hot here. I don't yeah, know. It's really like, hot. I think we're still, we're, <laughs> I'm slowly I, melting here. <laughs> this might be hotter than last time. Yes. 
The problem is we don't have air conditioner in this room. We really haven't perfected the whole studio thing yet. We're but we're getting there. so we're, we're getting, getting so close. We have <laughs> a sound down now. We have the video down. Now we. Now it's just to, like, hey, we're sweating, but now we just we're, need to we're, fix we're environment. I don't know through. why it's such a difficult thing. Yeah, because we don't have the air in here, and then plus it's going to be loud if you have an air conditioner. Yeah. But these are pretty direct. These mics. We'll get there, guys. We'll get there, but, but it's uh, hot. It's very hot in New York right now. Yeah, it's, it was 91 today, so yeah. it's very caliente. Anybody but, else have uh, anything else, thing they want to bring up before we uh, close it out? Any topics you guys want to talk about? I mean, it seems like it's uh, kind of doldrums right now. There's right, there's not much going on. I feel like yeah. For, like I, I actually <laughs> have one. I, I, I kind of had a question similar to what uh, Paul brought up earlier. Uh, I, I was thinking about um, someone so, just tipped so, you, by the way, man. Oh yeah, said yeah right. I sent you as some XMR good luck in the fight. Nice. Oh, yeah. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, so so kind of what he what Paul said earlier. Uh, I was thinking about uh, also um, if 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 the developers, if Satoshi, if it was a person or persons uh, left Bitcoin or in what 2012 to work on Monero. Uh, what's there to say they're not going to ditch Monero for another crypto? Or is that just kind of, we got to wait and see type deal? Well, nobody knows. You're saying, you're assuming Satoshi is working. Well, so, so, so I, from what I've read, people speculate that the creators of Bitcoin ditched Bitcoin around 2012 and started crafting Monero and released it in 2014. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a thing. You know, there was a group of people, you know, whether or not that was like the Satoshi group or not. Yeah. Nobody knows. And it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, and your question is, can they leave and start? Yeah, of course they can. They yeah. could always move on to something else. The point is. Or, or what's their incentive not to or to keep well, working on is, Monero and not ditch Monero like Bitcoin and start something else. You know what I mean? Network, network effect, network effects. So, I mean, that's why okay. ETC maxis will tell you, you know, uh, nothing else can ever even exist. Uh, but I don't, I don't think we're at that point where the network effect of Bitcoin is so strong that something like Monero can't, can't flourish. But the, the theory is, you know, one day it's, it's going to own the, you know, the marketplace of some use case. Right, most likely. I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's going to, there's going to be some, whether it's Monero or something else, it's probably going to be the standard for digital cash, just like we have a Google for searching. And, you know, there's, there'll be a one, maybe one or two players that are slightly different. So that's why people are thinking, you know, Bitcoin and Monero, right? So Bitcoin is offering this, this fundamentally traceable version, and Monero is offering this fundamentally untraceable version. So those are two different niches. And then for something else to come about that would overtake that use case is just probably is not likely because it's, you know, because of the network effect. As, especially because it's a private chain. Monero has seven years of history now. It's people will trust it more than some brand new coin you can't audit. Exactly. That comes with time. Yeah, there's so much value in the in the time, right? Everybody talks about the the biggest concern or one of the biggest concerns with Monero is, you know, the audibility of it and trusting that, you know, coins can't secretly be made. So, I mean, that one of the things that um, 
helps us along with that is just the passing of time as people earn more trust in it, as the code is reviewed more and more. So for something else to be created tomorrow, it's going to be hard for it to earn earn that test, that testing over time. Uh, so I was also thinking about this as well. Um, and this, this, this is pretty much with all the top cryptocurrencies. Um, since a lot of new people started coming into cryptocurrency, because when I started crypto, uh, coin market cap probably had like 18 cryptocurrencies. Now it's got 10,000. Uh, and Monero's been mined since 2014. Bitcoin's been mined since what, 2009, 2010? Uh, how do you make it fair for the people that are new into crypto so they could get their foot in the door without, you know, cause not everyone has enough money to, you know, make a nice mining rig. Um, so how do you make that fair for all the new people to kind of get their foot in the door to mine? Well, I mean, with Monero, at least, you know, Monero is always has a tail emission, so it's always going to be mineable. Uh, and it's yeah, resistant, yeah. so you can mine with the CPU. I mean, not everybody needs to mine a crypto to get involved in it, right? I mean, that's just one yeah. way of doing it. But you're saying we should, it should be egalitarian if somebody wanted to start mining, they can. Is that what you're basically saying? Uh, well, so so when when coins were first getting launched, I remember back in like 2014, the privacy coin war. Like everyone was big on not having pre mines, having a fair launch. They used to call them ninja launches. Where right. people would launch a coin, you know, mine the first X amount of blocks, mm -hmm. the difficulty was so low, and then right. they would tell people about the coin. I'm not saying that Monero or, or Bitcoin or anyone's doing that, but I feel like people kind of are late to the party in a sense. Yeah, they um, are, but you know, it's. Uh, I guess that's their fault. Early adopters are are being rewarded for their, you know the fact that they discovered this idea and believed it and it took a huge risk at an earlier time. It's like any, yeah, it's any other technology. I mean, anybody that's yeah. ported over to it the first uh, was able to benefit from it. Yeah, the most important point is that it was fairly launched in the very beginning and from then on, everybody could jump on whenever they wanted to. I mean, uh, yeah, very good point. And another thing too is, uh, you know, tail emission, like we said, so uh, it's it's always mineable. Uh, mm -hmm. And theoretically, anybody with access to a CPU can compete and mine in some way, right? They're not completely cut out of the market because they're not, you know, it's not that they're going up against something that has such a greater advantage in terms of efficiency. So they have they have permissionless access in that way. Um, and then I think the other thing too is, you know, the tail emission basically um, a lot, it, it takes away some of the windfall from the early adopters because, you know, it's essentially new coins are created. So uh, with Bitcoin, if you only 21 million coins, you can sit and hodl your 10,000 coins and you'll always have that same percentage of ownership of the amount of coins. Whereas with Monero, there's that tail emission. So your, you know, holders are essentially taxed, right? They're contributing. So they don't, they don't have as much of a windfall uh, in, okay. in Monero as they do in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, the early adopters have like a super windfall. It's like not I only did they, were they able to obtain coins cheaper at the time, but also over time, they're not even contributing to uh, the network really by just holding yeah, yeah, and what I was told for uh, for any tool of measurement or currency to work, it has to be transacted. 
if everyone just holds any crypto, it's useless. Mm-hmm. So now I, I like you know, that. That actually makes sense what you said. So yeah, it makes it slightly more egalitarian yeah. in that way as well. Yeah, yeah, and no, I like that. And like you said, it's uh, it holding right. Things need to eventually be transacted. So uh, you know, the theory is in Bitcoin, eventually people are going to want to, tra- you know, they're going to want to spend their money, but. Monero, you know, turn that dial a little bit too, where there's a little bit more of an incentive to to spend as opposed to just hold all the time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's just you know the it's the the at the end of the day, it's at least a hedge to Bitcoin, right? It's a hedge to oh, Bitcoin yeah. in many ways because it yeah, does definitely. things a little different than than Bitcoin does. The further along you get into, right, you're getting in at a higher price, but also a lot of the bugs have been, t- uh, not the bugs, but a lot of like the uh, regulatory things are sort of smoother. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the worry about is this going to go to zero tomorrow is going to be an inflationary bug. Is it like are miners going to get uh, right the China thing? Like the further along you go, the, the, the smoother your ride is, I think. So you don't get as much of a reward, but... You know, you're not looking at your block folio every five seconds trying to see, is it going down? Is it going down? Yeah, somebody says Monero's going to 60,000 a coin. So getting <laughs> in now seems pretty early. I mean, honestly, though, like, it's yeah, we are early. dollars a coin right now. I mean, it's, so it's early. Yeah. You know, if you want to oh. throw in your life savings right now, it's risky, right? Yeah. But you may you may reap the rewards as opposed to, you know, waiting to it's $10,000. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's the risk is going down over time. I, I think buying Monero right now is like buying Bitcoin in what 2013, 2014. It's like same, same, time same price, right before yeah, Mount Gox yeah. and Mount Gox crashed, and then it went back down to like 180, 200, and then boom, look where where it's at now. So it's actually a slide in my pitch deck when I'm pitching to investors. Like, imagine you had a time machine. You could go back to like 2013 when Bitcoin was this price. Like, yeah. what would you do? I know what I'm doing. Like, and this people, is, this is the opportunity. Yeah, and people thought Bitcoin was done so after Mount Cox, and look where it's at now. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I got. That's pretty much the time when I got when I was in, and then Mount Cox happened. When Mount Cox happened, I was like, yes. It's like you know, I have a chance. I have a chance to buy some of these, things. right? Because <laughs> yeah, I, I was already, I was sold on the idea at that point. I got it. I was like, oh, that's just yeah, it has nothing to do with Bitcoin. Um, so same with so that's Monero right now. The advantage is that people are like, oh, it's going to get regulated out of existence. These, you know, that's so. the, but that's not the protocol is fine. The protocol is unstoppable. So it's the that's same exact thing as Bitcoin. So looking at Bitcoin after Mount Gox, if you understood that the protocol was unstoppable, then you saw Mount Gox as a positive because it gives you an advantage to now invest in it while everybody's, you know, running away from it. Same with Monero right now. So any, the, the arguments against it are, there's really no good argument against it. I mean, it's, if you believe it's unstoppable, given what the way it's been built, the fact that you know they're going to regulate it or make it, it's that's not going to stop it. So it may take a little longer. You know, there may it may make it a little more difficult for liquidity to move into it. But um, oh yeah, yeah, that just gives you know those that believe in it more time to to acquire it. And if you yeah. if you you know it's hard if it's hard to get, then you have to be somebody that really believes in it and want and wants it to get it. Mm-hmm. you know 
I like Justin's uh, point of view on this. Uh, Aaron Hoffer, I think is how you say it. Mm -hmm. uh, where he's like, the government or people within the government uh, must at this point know that cryptos, you can't shut them down unless you get over 51% of the mining network, you can't shut them down. So why wouldn't they want to have as much regulated power in those KYC on ramps and off ramps? Why wouldn't they want people and f not force them, but, but encourage on ramps and off ramps to support Monero so that they at least have some data points. Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially given that atomic swaps have been invented. Yeah. There's decentralized exchanges. So people are going to have access to it. So yeah, you might no as well what. create one of the on ramps that you can toll, you know, that you can, yeah. you can try to gain some information on. I'm not sure if this has been talked about in previous episodes, but if you have seen the, due to the Chinese mining ban, all the ASIC uh, coins basically lost about half their hash rate and Monero was the only one that actually increased in hash rate. So no, it, it was such a, a testament to random X, right? Uh, you just see the, the Monero hash rate just, just keeps I, I, I think Monero might pop very soon then. I think it might be sooner than later, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, well, the whole market's down though, right? So it's not going to, for it to pop on its own, I don't think is going to happen. But who knows? That would be really interesting though. Yeah. I mean, the, but, huge milestone. like I said, I think I said this previously, the only way you can operate on darknet markets is with Monero. So that's propping it up. So. Yeah, there's so much pressure there for, and then you know you have the ransomware people that are like yeah, yeah. into it. So a lot of people are trying to get their hands on it. Mm -hmm. One it's thing I think you guys have spoken about this in a previous show, or I might have seen it somewhere else. But okay, China took down half of their miners, and they have ASICs that are just sitting around. What happens when those get plugged in again? What if the Bitcoin network elsewhere drops as well, and now China has 70% of the network because all those ASICs that were collecting dust are now being plugged in en masse all at once? Isn't that a bad thing for decentralization? Like That's the worst thing yeah. that can happen is you have one entity controlling a huge percentage of the hash power. Mm -hmm. And they could double spend too. Right? Like, you the we can't have attack. ASICs. Yeah, like they, they could do yeah. so much with the network after yeah. 51%. Yeah, so you could double spend. ASICs. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, j it just proved that governments can shut down Bitcoin mining, yeah. right? And it's pretty easy yeah. to see if the, the entire country miners... was able to turn off Bitcoin <laughs> mining. Um, then that means countries can turn off Bitcoin mining. Not that, you know, I, I, obviously the game theory is there where it probably won't make sense for for countries to coordinate and do that on a mass level, but it does show that they're able to manipulate it. They're able to have an effect on it, whereas mm -hmm. with... Monero mining, it's going to be much more difficult for them to coerce it and affect it. Like with my theoretical user base, like how are you going to get them? Yep. <laughs> Already people are from all over the world. They're all connecting. I don't know anything about them other than like basic level of information we need so that they can mine to us. And it, when we have the gamers on, how are you going to get the gamers to turn off their mining? There's, there's nothing you can realistically do. Are you going to block uh through the internet itself like you sense what something is a mining a packet of shares and something that isn't like the amount of computer power they would need to be able to even sense if something is mining or not mining they'd essentially be mining themselves like they'd be running steam out of their computer farms it's it's just impossible the way that i see it it's not impossible but it's really unlikely that it could ever happen the way that we just saw it happen with china
definitely. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt. I gotta. I gotta head out here. Probably. All right, man. Good luck on the flight. Are you going? Are you going to Vegas? I think we asked you this last time. Um, I I'm still working on it. I'm still okay. On okay. It. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's what August seventh. Yeah, August. it's like four, no fourth to seventh. Fourth to seventh. yeah fourth August fourth. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, you go. It'd be awesome to see you there. Yeah. Awesome well, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna keep in touch with y'all and, and and Vic too, and I'm gonna try to make it out there. Awesome. Okay. Man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Thank you for having me on again. I appreciate well, it. Yeah. Thank anytime, you for coming man. on. Anytime. Honestly. Yeah. I, I, I love talking with y'all. To make time to come on. Uh, it was nice to meeting y'all too, Paul nice and uh, MB. Yeah. Uh, take care. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with your fight. Hey. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right, well, guys. Yeah, guess, we'll, we'll yeah, wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. We're, we're going to grab some eight air conditioning. Yes, I am melting. Maybe some. Uh, what was that show that we're watching now? The, uh, that's not Netflix. Mosquito so. Coast. Mosquito Coast. We watched one episode. Seems good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, guys. I All right. Let's call it a night. Belts and, uh, for Monero. Yep. Belts for Monero. All right, guys. Have a good night. Paul, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate your time. Loved it. And I guess tell people where they can reach you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have the description, but. We'll put it in the show notes as well, but go ahead. It's already there, but please. Um, So, yeah, the the website is myriade.io, myriad.io. You could reach our Twitter at Myriad Inc., I-N-C. And uh, our Reddit or subreddit is r slash Myriad Mining. So it's with an E at the end, uh, Myriad. So yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. I, I love talking about Monero, as you could see by the fact I could not shut up. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> no we appreciate so it, honestly. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for reaching out, too. Um, yeah, no, thanks for having me. Yeah, and thank you all to the viewers. MB, and, uh, so long. Is he still there? MB, yeah, thank you so <laughs> much. Have a good night. You're going to hopefully go to sleep because it's late. Let us know if you see any Monero <laughs> stickers around Germany. Yeah, oh, yeah. please do. And uh, to everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to hit the like button. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't. And uh, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. All right. Ciao. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we are always happy to read them. So thanks so much, and we look forward to being back next week.